0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick chat about raising capital. Today's show is brought to you by the secrets of successful syndication. If you've exhausted your own funds to invest in real estate, you've brought your own real estate career to a halt developing the skill to raise capital legally, reliably, and professionally might be just what you need to unlock the ceiling on your investment portfolio. This two-day workshop maps out how to transform your business into one where you enlist the help and capital of others to scale your business. It's hosted by my good friends Robert Helms and Russell Gray of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. March 27th and 28th in Dallas, Texas will be a chance for us to meet in person. For more information, go to victorjm.com slash events. That's victorjm.com slash events. We are back here on the weekend edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from St. John's, Newfoundland. Welcome to the show, Adam Carswell.
1: Victor, thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Honored to be here. been listening to your show for a
0: while and uh, yeah, just being here now feels really good. So thank you. Great to have you here. Well, Adam, you and I have some several mutual friends. You're part of Concordia Realty and we've had Michael Flight, your CEO, on the show before. And What I'd love to do is talk a little bit about your path into this world of real estate investing because it's not the traditional pathway. Why don't you give us your backstory?
1: Absolutely. In 2017, well, I should say this too. I first got into real estate in 2016. Um, I was a residential realtor with Remax in the Washington DC area. And the only reason I was in residential, I would say, is because at that point in time in my life, when I thought real estate, that's all I even knew. That's all I could comprehend. Commercial never even crossed my mind. Like most of us in this sector, especially the investing space, we started going down the rabbit hole and started realizing, oh, wow, there's a lot more to this industry than just houses and HGTV. And I found an individual named Hunter Thompson, who is another business partner of mine and the managing principal of ASIM Capital as of right now he was on a podcast in 2017 and it was kind of like a one-off podcast. Most people that go on the show, it's not necessarily a real estate focused one, but I heard him speak. I was compelled. I gravitated towards him. Or, towards him, I reached out. And then a few months later, he got back to me and was like, hey, I have a, a course that I'm teaching on commercial real estate investing, would you be interested in taking it? You know, At that point, without hesitation, because I just gravitated towards how Hunter was thinking. And I was like, yes, absolutely. So I took that course. And after taking that course, long story short, I started working with Hunter. He brought me to Vegas for Freedom Fest in 2018. And that is where I met Michael Flight. So we all hit it off there. And I'd say about six months after meeting Michael in Vegas, I reached out to him and I was just like, Hey, I don't know if you're looking to bring on any talent, but I'd love to work with you. And I was already working with Hunter at the time. So I was just like, Hey Hunter, is it you know, is it cool if I work with Michael in, in the same regard that I'm working with you? And he was like, Yeah. About a year and a half ago, I started working with not only ASM Capital but Concordia Realty, and my life has just continued to change so much. And I'm definitely excited to share as much as I can with you today.
0: Now, your background is not just real estate and real estate brokering, but it's also in digital marketing. Correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, and so that has been kind of my area of expertise with both firms. I handle a lot of our media marketing, our social media presence, anything that that has to do with building our brand awareness from that social media eye, that's uh, where my expertise kind of comes in.
0: Most of the time when we talk about social media, we tend to think of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of those platforms have been ratcheting down their organic reach. It used to be the case where if you put out a post on any of those platforms, you could have tremendous reach. But of course, those companies want to focus on maximizing their revenue. So rather than giving you that reach for free, they want you to pay for it. They want you to buy advertising in order to get expanded reach. How has that affected the strategies that you're employing? I think the biggest thing there too uh, that, that, that the platforms have kind of
1: changed is they really want you to stay on their platform as well. So um, not only are they asking you, as you mentioned, to pay for your reach, but also if you are on LinkedIn, but you want somebody to watch a really influential YouTube video that you post it's just simply not going to get as much traffic because the platform is going to notice, oh, this is going to take Victor and Adam from LinkedIn to YouTube. We want them to stand LinkedIn. And so one way to continually improve your reach on any of these platforms is to always do your best to keep it on the platform. So I would say with videos, we'll just use an example right now. For our listeners here that do know me, you'll know probably within the past like three months or so, I've really (laughs) fallen in love with the app TikTok. And with TikTok, I'll upload a video to TikTok, but then I'll take that same video and upload it individually to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to Twitter, to Instagram. And the video gets much, much, much more reach when you upload it specifically to that platform. So I know that doesn't necessarily answer how are we doing it, I guess you could say for free instead of paying for our our reach. But one way to definitely stay on top of things is to upload it directly to the platform, be consistent with it. And people do recognize that.
0: I love that. And I've done that experiment as well. In fact, it was one time I did a video, I loaded it on YouTube and then loaded it natively on the Facebook platform, put out two identical posts, same text, same everything, except in one case it was a native video on on the Facebook platform. The second case it took you outside to YouTube and the reach for the native video was 10 X what it was for the exact same post Mm. to YouTube.
1: Yeah, there you go. I believe it
0: let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. A lot of people believe that LinkedIn traditionally has been in the space of hiring. A lot of people's LinkedIn profiles tend to be more, read more like a resume than necessarily something that is more of a business profile. How is LinkedIn useful in today's environment?
1: I think, uh, yeah, for anyone, especially in, in an industry where you do use, I mean, so a lot of people do use LinkedIn as a resume. And I will say this, um, You know, I used, so I used to date someone that worked is a recruiter at Google. And I know for a fact, like especially, you know, Google kind of the ones who is always setting the industry standard as far as, uh, you know, what the corporate world should look like, I guess. And they only recruit, like if somebody does not have a LinkedIn profile, then they're not going to get even looked at by the company. So LinkedIn has certainly become a standard. Now, interesting thing too, that I read in a book, uh, zero to one by Peter Thiel was talking about how uh, LinkedIn, a lot of people thought that LinkedIn was going to replace recruiters whereas uh, it's simply just become a tool to help recruiters. And I think that's interesting. Basically what I'm saying there is if you're able to create a technology platform that helps humans instead of replaces humans, uh, that's just a fun fact on, on how to you know, create something that's really valuable. And that's what we've gotten out of LinkedIn. Um, I'd say as far as building a personal brand goes, that's really where I found the most success with LinkedIn. Um, now I've obviously been able to get Concordia Realty and, and ASIM Capital awareness out there on a level that I think, um, you know, it probably just wasn't as strong before, which is, you know, that's why I'm here. (laughs) So it's been a lot of fun doing that. But I'd say going back to what we're saying about the videos and getting out organic reach and content is the key to LinkedIn from what I found as far as networking and and building up your, your sphere is simply just staying consistent, getting connected with maybe two or three people that do get a little bit more reach than you and interacting with them consistently as well. Um, I know I've posted pretty much, not every day, but close to every day or at least three or four times a week for the past two years. And um, it's just really remarkable. You know, I've kind of become like a little mini celebrity on LinkedIn just from being consistent.
0: I love that. Talk to us a little bit about Concordia Realty, just to refresh the listeners who may not have heard Michael's episode. Uh, What does Concordia specialize in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So at Concordia, we invest in shopping centers. Uh, We really like grocery anchored shopping centers in B or C class um, um, condition as well. Uh, We like junior anchor tenants that are normally discount stores or, um, you know, for example, like a Ross's, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, sometimes Dollar Stores. We really like Dollar Tree, Dollar General is all right. And uh, yeah, you know, we like to go in there, acquire the center, uh, implement our value add strategies and, you know, make an exit anywhere from three to 10 years after acquisition.
0: Certainly a lot of people in the retail space are very scared. You know, we've seen almost 10,000 store closures across the United States uh, this past year, both large and small. Uh, You know, small to medium stores like Payless Shoes closed close to 2,500 stores. Uh, We've seen some of the big box retailers, some of the department stores closing hundreds and hundreds of stores. And then even some of the medium sized retailers that typically show up in shopping malls, whether it's The Gap, Selling Old Navy, um, Forever Twenty One, many many iconic names in the world of retail uh, exiting the business, and they're forced to exit the business because they're they're losing money. How does that play into your strategy? How do you survive in that environment?
1: It's interesting um, because you're right. The retail apocalypse has definitely created a stigma around the sector that has a lot of people scared. However, I will say, um, you know, we were just in L.A. in January, so not too long ago at the Intelligent Investors Real Estate Conference. And aside from multifamily, we had kind of like a, someone, the creators of the event, the hosts, the, the people who run the, uh, what's the event planning company. There we go. <laughs> they, um, they put up like a heat indicator. Investors could go over to it and put little sticky notes into the asset classes that they were most excited about for 2020. And aside from multifamily, retail was actually number two out of all the asset classes there. And that really caught my attention, and it told me one of two things, one, uh, because Michael Flight was there, so either Michael's a really compelling uh speaker when it comes to retail, uh, along with the other people on his panel, um, or two, you know maybe people are starting to see that uh, retail is not gone and it's just evolving because I know that's one thing that we like to talk about a lot at Concordia is you know it's not like brick and mortar is completely going away, what's happening is the successful retailers are the ones that are figuring out how to master the omni-channel approach. And, um, yeah, so I think in one more thing too, you know, you look back at whole foods in in 2018 acquired by Amazon, just looking and thinking about the amount of due diligence that a company like Amazon, Amazon probably has more access to data than any other company likely in the world. And so for them to go all in on, on whole foods and acquire 13 billion plus, uh, worth of, of uh, brick and mortar, I think is just a sign that, you know, retail is not gone. It's just changing. And uh, now is the time to stick with it or or even, you know, make your first entrance into the sector.
0: I love that. Now for you personally, you came in into what is a very well-established, what I would consider to be a black belt type company in the world of commercial, in particular in the world of shopping centers. If you were to approach that business from your starting point, selling a handful of houses in Washington DC, uh, you're probably at least a decade away from developing that expertise. How has being part of Concordia accelerated your development personally?
1: The biggest way that Concordia has, has really helped me and from a credibility standpoint, I think, you know, I just look at where I was even two years ago, hardly knowing anyone in, you know, just across our sector. Uh, we'll, we'll use this as an example, Michael. Has brought me into the real estate guys network, and I've met so many remarkable people. Um, I've learned so much, and most importantly, anyone that I meet, um, including yourself, I've been able to you know walk up, shake your hand, and say, "Yes, you know, I, I work with with Michael Flight as well at, at Concordia Realty, and um, it's been a big blessing because even if I don't really know that much about this industry, which you know I feel like I'm, I'm definitely getting better and getting there, but even if I don't know that much, it's it's still." I'm still able to kind of hold a presence in a room simply because of who i'm associated with it's just yeah it's been a blessing and that's kind of how i've felt about working with concordia
0: for the listeners at home i want you to pay very close attention to this because a lot of investors a lot of folks that are looking to develop as real estate investors or developers in the industry have very much a do-it-yourself mindset and i'm a big believer that if you do it yourself you're on the slow track to developing personally And what Adam has done here is he's inserted himself in an organization that's out there, it's performing well, and it's literally shaved probably a decade off your development as a real estate investor. You're now able, you will be able at some point in the future to do projects, potentially as part of Concordia, potentially on your own, having earned the credibility from being part of that organization for a period of time. I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's the right way to approach it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. And I'm 28. I didn't get really started with this until I'm 26, and it's, go for it. If this is what you want to do, reach out to people and don't be afraid. That's pretty much all I did was I just I just reached out to the individuals that I thought I had a shot with, and um, you know things worked out.
0: I love it. Well, Adam, if folks want to get in touch, if they want to learn more, what's the best way?
1: Best way to get in touch with me, I would say, is to go to my website, which is Carswell.io. That's C-A-R-S-W-E-L-L. IOI is in Idaho, O is in Ohio. Um, And the landing page is myself and my handsome young brother who looks just like me. And you just click on the Adam or you can can click on Paul's picture too if you want to see what he's up to.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I imagine if folks want to learn more about social media and how to use social media effectively in this industry, you're happy to talk to them about that as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. In regards to that, um, I say you you can track me down on LinkedIn. Um, Like I said, the single best way to get a hold of me is through my website because it's got all of my links and everything there. Uh, but more than happy to help anyone grow their, their social media presence. It's something that I've had a lot of fun with, especially over the past couple of years and happy to share my secrets.
0: Terrific. Well, definitely reach out to adam at carswell.io. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.